Gosh. You lollygagged the ball around the infield. You lollygagged your way down to first. You lollygagged in and out of the dugout. Do you know what that makes you? Larry. Lollygaggers. Lollygaggers. This is a simple game. You throw the ball. You hit the ball. Welcome to the Stratocast, a podcast about Stratomatic Baseball with Sterl and Paulo. So Dale, what have you been working on recently? Well, I manage a baseball team. Little League? Fantasy League. Hi, welcome to the Stratocast. I'm Sterling Ivan, your host, joined as always by my co-host Paulo Mello. And today we are t- talking about everything ATG, all-time great online fantasy team, Stratomatic Baseball. We've bitten the bullet, um, or I've bitten the bullet and joined the Fantasy League. Paulo is the Fantasy League guru, and he can tell us where we're at right now. We're going to talk a little bit today about what we like, what we don't like, um, and also the, some of the things that uh, drive us nuts, just like it does in the tabletop game. Although we both, I think we might be in agreement, Paulo, that our computer managers both need to be fired at some point in time. <laughs> so, yeah, this, I guess this is our first foray into the, uh, of playing the online version as we're obviously veterans of uh, playing the card and dice uh, version of the game. So Correct. once uh, we kind of were doing a little bit of surfing on the, the Stratomatic website, and to try to get as much information uh, about it. And I decided to, well, obviously with you and uh, to get a few of my uh, buddies from work and uh, from, uh, from slow pitch uh, to come and join us. So I ended up getting uh, my buddy, Kyle, um, Scotty, Peter, uh, and Brian, as well as yourself. And we decided to uh, uh, do a draft uh, for the, uh, Stratocast uh, Invitational Season 1, where we had a hundred uh, $100 million salary and with uh, DH rule and with the waivers. And uh, we started at the opening day, ended up being on Thursday, uh, March the 11th. And I was thinking here, I was thinking that our draft was going to take because I didn't set um uh, a turn duration was unlimited. So I figured, geez, this is going to take us a couple of weeks to do. But we were done in like about four or five days. Guys were just on the ball, which yeah. was pretty amazing. Yeah. So, yeah. So, uh, yeah. So we've been, uh, yeah, it, as you uh, mentioned, it's been uh, very frustrating in the, the <laughs> fact that obviously it's it's a new world for us in the uh, super advanced where we've had to read up on things and things that just at times we were puzzled by it. We were like, what the hell is going on? Why, why did that yeah. happen? And, and then but it's, with, it's funny. Go ahead. No, go ahead. No. Yeah. But yeah, you're kind of learning as you go. Right. It's like, Oh, as you said, when you read deeper, that's why that happened or what, that's why this didn't happen or, um, you know, um, so I, it's, for me, it's been a great learning experience as though, as, although for me, well, there's two learning experiences for me. Number one is the first time I've ever played anything that's fantasy based with a salary cap. 
And so probably there's three cutoff dates, the 40 game or the 41 game level where, you know, your, uh, your hit goes from five to 10%. And then we're coming up to the 81 game mark right now, where if you drop a guy, uh, you lose, uh, you're going to lose 20% of his salary as opposed to 10. Yeah. So I went a little bit haywire in, in a <laughs> in the with zero patience with my roster in the first to put it mildly that's for sure <laughs> in the first 20 games 25 games maybe probably 15 to 20 games um so i got a lot of dead weight sound like i've got a lot of dead cap money right now i you know right. my salary caps down to about 96 million bucks of money right. that i can use as opposed to so mistake uh number one but learning and then the other thing too is, is i decided because it's such a huge pool of players. I am a sucker for punishment and I am a Boston Red Sox fan true and through and through. And I thought, okay, there's enough guys of all time, great Red Sox guys. I should be able to make up a, a Bo Sox team that can compete with the best of them. Uh, missed out on a couple of key pitchers though, because uh, <laughs> you know, Clemens and Martinez are um, our favorites of everybody, not just me. Uh, and, uh, right now I'm sitting at 36 and 39 and not, uh, uh, not too pleased about it. And we've got a deadline coming up tomorrow. So I got to decide whether we're going to pull the trigger or not. And I used all time, great players from Boston. And then I also went through their all time list of guys that had played for Boston. So there's also in the all time, great collection players like Ricky Henderson, for example, um, uh, Rico Brogna, uh guys that are that are on other teams uh yeah. in atg but i had to broaden my base since i'm competing against you guys that can pick everybody <laughs> so um that still hasn't worked out so well for me right now i think ricky well we'll talk about ricky henderson uh in a bit <laughs> but he's uh he, he's definitely not i'm not getting money for i'm not getting value for a dollar there at all and uh it's 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 been a challenge so and you, though, my friend, are the opposite. You started out terribly, but have come back from the dead. All right. Have some decisions to make going into your into this next deadline as well. Yeah, I, it was a rough start for me as uh, my team got off to a pretty shaky start, winning only eight of the first twenty-seven games, and uh, and uh, the hitting was was pitiful. And uh, actually, as of last night's game. It took almost half the season. My team batting average finally hit the Mendoza line. It's exactly at 200. Wow. Which is with, with the guys that I've had in my lineup, uh, uh, other than Norm Cash, uh, 1961 Norm Cash, um, who's hitting well over 300, all the other guys have been uh, extreme disappointments. I've got Rocky Colavito. I've got... Uh, um, I've had Bo Jackson. I've had uh, yeah, Paul Goldschmidt, who's just Paul Goldschmidt. lights out for Arizona. But yeah, and it's it's just been it's just been terrible. The <laughs> Frank White, same thing. And what's but, actually kept me in in it has been my pitching. Mm-hmm. So pitching indeed, and you get some timely hits, timely yeah. home runs. Uh, we played a three game series last night. Your Rockwood <laughs> Chargers versus my beaten Bo Sox. All three games were one run games. Uh, yes. You beat one, two out of three. But uh, game one, I lose two to one with Dutch Leonard, hard luck Dutch Leonard, who leads the league in uh, whip and is in the top three, I think, in ERA. Yeah. Drops to seven and nine because he gives up a, a ballpark home run one to four on a, on a triple snake eyes roll. Yay. To, to lose the game. 
Um, right. And then you, I mean, same, you had, you, I think I won game two in extra innings on an error um, that you committed, which is. You know, yeah, I think it was in the bottom of the eighth. I think I was leading and it all started that inning with a, with an error and it just opened the floodgates and uh, yeah. you ended up scoring, I believe, three runs in that inning. And, and then with well, really good pitchers doing game three where both teams only got five hits, but two of those hits happened to be home runs by Andre Dawson. Again, another right. ballpark home run, one to four. Yippee. Right. And, uh, you know, so it's just, yeah, it's, uh, it's exciting, but it's, it's sometimes it's frustrating because <laughs> you pick, you know, I picked that team that I picked my field home field to negate righties and it just hasn't been doing it. Uh, right. I also, else. I also picked a ballpark. I put, um, Jack Murphy stadium, which is obviously a pitcher's park. And it's, it's def- uh, definitely benefited me, uh, pitching wise, but, uh, it's just killed me, um, hitting wise. Like I said, just hitting yeah. at the Mendoza line has, you know, I, I'm, actually flabbergasted the fact that i'm at uh one game over 500 yeah. right now which so. is amazing yeah and i mean i i had picked greenleaf field which is a negro league field so for lefties your ballpark home runs one to 14 and right. one to four for righties and i have a predominantly left-handed starting pitching staff so it should work in my favor but i have not like i i'm dead last in home runs by a ton not that i have a ton of home run hitters but like like Ted Williams and Mo Vaughn, who's, you know, whose cards against left-handed and right-handed pitching, if you roll in the right column, yeah, should, like they just cannot yeah. buy home runs, right? Whereas other teams I play, like, you know, just like, they just, I, I don't get it, right? Like, I think I lost uh, Milton's in first place right now with Ben Ogilvie. He rolls the two, seven home run one. I, you know, out two to 20, I'll lose that game. Yeah, so... That the, the the only one caveat that frustrates me is that you know with all the detail that there the, the the game provides, like show us what the role was for crying out loud, like you know, yeah. um, I mean you know when I mean I've won a game on a home run one too, but it's just you know I, I you know and maybe it's anecdotal for me because I've been losing you know been hovering around five hundred and just can't get over the hump and I get frustrated, but I can't see seem to say how many times I've just like oh seriously like a home run one to three or a double you know one to two or you know i i mean i think pedroia lost two games for me in the first three games with you know with three errors he hasn't made an error since and he shouldn't he's a second base one e4 like yeah you know like come on so it's just you know but that's just me as a manager as a bosox i just think i'm cursed i i i set myself up for disaster by picking the bosox well, in your case, as you as you mentioned, this is your first foray into uh, uh, like the fantasy type uh, thing, whereas uh, all the other owners uh, uh, have a lot of uh, fantasy experience uh, over the years. And it, but all of them uh, have this is their first time with Strat. Uh, yeah, yeah. So the one, and, one. Yeah. So I think with I, I obviously, if you look at more of the. Uh, the other four uh, owners, uh, they were have a lot more of a modern day type lineups, whereas yeah. we we kind of uh, we kind of delved into the more the uh, older uh, generation uh, lineups. Although they they also went into it, uh, I guess, because we before we even started the, doing the draft, um, I gave the the guys a couple of days to just 
go over, uh, yeah. you know, because, you know, you had so many players to such For a sure. huge pool of players to go through. So, but uh, yeah, like I'm looking at the stats and like, uh, for example, you have 44 home runs as a team so far this season, whereas I've got 75 and I'm not even the leader. Whereas uh, Mississauga uh, drunken rappers, he's got uh, uh, Brian's team's got 105 home runs right now. Yeah. And so I, I can't. And the problem is even coming up with to this dead you know, deadline where, you know, the, the drop, you know, changes changes from 10 to 20%. There's not really right. a lot of guys I can pick. Like I can't, I can't pick up someone who's going to be cranking shots. I just, it's just not. Yeah. And that's, you know? that's actually what I did as well today. I, I did some transactions uh, just before we hit that, uh, that 20% uh, penalty. And uh, I went to try to get a few more guys that were more of a on base. Uh, yeah. Which benefits you in your, in your ballpark. Right. Right. Yeah, and see, and, and that's what I, and you know, this is leads me to another you know, we're going to talk about some of the, you know, some of the things that are great. I think being able to watch the play by play, I don't do it as much as I should, but right. certainly that I like that, you know, the kind of sense of drama, if you uh, suspend it that way um, and, and do it. Um, and it's just kind of interesting to see somehow some of these all-time great players <clears throat> stack up. Right. And, and the, you know, the league leaders are some all-time great players, you know, you've got guys like Ty Cobb and yeah, that leads the league in batting and that's to be expected. And, you know, I picked up Ted Williams, even the 1946 version of Ted Williams is pretty damn good. Like it's not, you know, he doesn't really disappoint. Uh, I think some of the challenges I found uh, for sure. I, I think I, that whole modern versus dead ball era, like you can pick up a dead ball era pitcher like I did in Dutch Leonard, who's got three hits on his card. Right. right. And he's seven and nine. He's given up more. He's given up more home runs than than almost any other pitcher. He's got a home run one, fly ball right field two to twenty on his card. So what happens is, is they end up, you know, they're, they're playing non dead ball era hitters. It doesn't right. matter. You know, if you roll on their card, it doesn't matter. Yeah, it right? doesn't matter. It doesn't so, matter. Um, and on the flip side of it is, I find for my team, I, I, you know, I kind of look at each series like each night, and you know, I'd say. It's not a stretch for me to say that 65% of my roles have been on the pitcher's card. So conversely, right. you know, the number four starter for every team is no worse than a number two starter on a normal team. Most right. for most teams, right? So you're, if you're rolling on the pitcher's card, you're not getting on. Like it's just for the most part, right? It's just not, not happening. I, um, although I do find, you know, I mean, some teams have had more success. I mean, first of all, my guys go a long way because they're from older era pitchers. So my bullpen has not been overused. So one no, of the frustrating, yeah, sure. you know, and the frustrating thing for me is, is when my bullpen does get used, they give up runs. And I, you know, I like, I don't know how Jonathan Papelbon comes in after not pitching for 10 games. And the first pitch that he throws is a home run. Like, right. When he's got, yeah. You know, like you, you're head and shoulders. Right? Like I'm just looking at the stats. You've got, 40 complete games. The yeah. next highest has only 22. And so, I've, and I've set my, you know, I've set my team strategy to, you know, bull, bullpen use is aggressive. It's not like right. I put it as, you know, it's not very aggressive, but aggressive. I've, you know, I've maximized my closer use. I don't, right. it's not like I haven't set the settings to relieve guys. Right. So yeah. it's just, you know, it's a weird thing. And then sometimes I've just generally had some bad luck with my relievers. Like I think, 
you know, I think Papelbon lost a game where six guys came to the plate and they all rolled on their own cards. Yeah. Like, and then you, like, you're helpless you at that point. You can't, right? <laughs> if, if they're rolling on their, on the hitters cards, there's nothing you can do. It doesn't matter. You can have the best pitcher out there, but if you've yeah. got these uh, big boppers uh, and you're rolling on their cards, uh, yeah, yeah. So you can't do anything about it. And the odd time when I get, you know, my guys just seem to be, it's always trying to find that order, right? Move on. has got the, you know, he's got his big hits in the three column. Tal Williams is in the one. Well, you know, I don't know how many games I'm looking at, you know, they come up back to bat and Ted rolls in the threes and Mo rolls in the ones, right? Like it's just, all right. So I switch on the next game and then uh, the opposite happens. So it's, you know, I, I mean, I don't. Yeah. It's actually funny. I'm uh, again, I'm looking at some of the stats. Your team only has five saves and five blown saves. Yeah. Uh, whereas, yeah, there's like a team that already has 29 saves with only four blown saves. So, yeah, yeah it's just uh, I've I've noticed well, so anytime that... I've watched your games that your your starters seem to go a lot further. And again, even if you uh, yeah, I, that would be surprising if you're you're telling me that obviously you had your settings to where the bullpen is aggressive. And yeah, and I ha- I've done the same thing where I've. I've kind of fiddled around with the bullpens a little bit and I've made uh, a couple of times I've made uh, uh, some changes to kind of beef up the bullpen because I wasn't really paying too much attention to it early in the season. And yeah. Uh, and I found that it was hurting me a little bit, even though I wasn't giving up a lot of runs. So then I made sure I even basically uh, picked up Brad Lidge. Um, yeah. Just nice well, it gave me, it gave me another closer because he was, uh, He's dominant uh, against uh, one side of the pitching. I believe it's against uh, left uh, lefties. I'm not sure. And whereas uh, Jose Mesa is effective versus righties or vice versa. I'm not sure off the top of my head, but. Yeah. Yeah. And that's uh, what's one area that I got to figure out a little bit more. I don't, I I've kind of, you know, minimize the number of guys. I've got like nine pitchers. So, and I've, I've set rules for them but not guys don't come in. So that, you know, for you to say that, like to point that out, like basically five saves, five blown saves. So I've had, that means there's been 10 save opportunities, which isn't a lot, but to blow half of them with Papelbon, come on. Like, I'm sorry. He's like, first of all, he's not getting used. And then when he is, <laughs> he's blowing saves. It's a, it's just, it's just gets, it's, it's frustrating. Right. And then the flip side, I've won some extra inning games that I've, you know, with my mop up guy going three innings and not giving up a hit right which should never happen like so it's just it's weird i guess that's you know i'm just kind of hoping as things progress that there's a little bit of consistency because you know that's how you kind of got back on track you had you know you're eight and 16 but then you you know you got some consistency with your bullpen to keep you in games and, and timely hitting and i just i haven't had either now i've won a boatload of extra inning games i have no idea how but um it's been weird uh yeah i'm just looking at it you you've played uh the second most uh extra innings your uh extra inning games you're six and three where i'm uh, i've played one more extra inning game i'm four and six but one run games you've played in 32 games um uh, compared to my 33 yeah so you can see your record is 14 and 18 where mine is 16 and 17 whereas like Kyle's team's only been in 14, 14 one run games. Wow. So he's either kicked the crap out of somebody or he's gotten his ass kicked. Yeah, so we, uh, I just, I mean, we don't do that. So, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah I've, it, 
it's just it's been one of those like kind of nickel and diming teams to try to you know with especially it's very difficult when you're hitting 200 or and like i said most of uh at one point i was hitting like 183 it was just it was and again i was still only about six or seven games under 500 and it's only yeah. when i you know the fact that i've been able to start getting the bats <laughs> getting going a, a little bit uh in yeah. recent uh, series. So but, the challenge uh, is, is not to panic. Like you said, you're hanging around. You're four games out of first. I'm six. So that's yeah. I mean, no one's getting too far oh, ahead no, of anybody, no, no. which is great. And, uh, yeah. Only six teams is that's the way it's going to work. But yeah, like, yeah. you know, Severin Scotty there. It's the Severin Habs who you know, were leading for a while now are in second. Like oh, 17, yeah. He's, he's come back 17, to 17 and seven in one run games. Though. Yeah. Like, yeah. Jesus. Like, you yeah. know, he's, he's been, uh, he's been, uh, and it's, I think, with the fact that with your ex- inexperience was, I think that you were, you were losing patience with the players and you were, you were making moves uh, left, right, and center. Yeah. And, and whereas uh, I think uh, some of the other guys, I guess maybe with their fantasy experience uh, were a little bit more patient. And uh, but, well, yeah, you've, yeah. Been, you've been really patient with your lineup and it's paid off, but like, yeah, you know, we're, we're almost like 80, like we're almost, we're halfway through the season. And, you know, this is the, the big challenge. And, you know, I can't make fundamental changes because I'm limited. I've limited myself because it's Boston, uh, right? Which is fine. But, you know, some of the guys that you need, like I need to produce for me, they're just not even close to what their stats are for their season, right? Like just, they're not even, like Ricky Henderson, 126 at bats is batting 183. Huh. You know, as a, as a triple A, I, I don't know how many games he's been on. Like he's been multiple games where he's been on first base and they don't steal him. Like I don't. I just. I don't understand why. I don't know how many. Grand, he's been part of double plays. You know. Like I just. I don't. You know. You know. I set for one game against Kalanen, who's got crap catchers. I set my uh, base stealing to very aggressive for that game. Ted Williams attempted more steals than Henderson did, and they both gone on the same amount of times. Ted Williams right. is an E. Yeah. Like, I don't. And that's you know, with uh, with. Uh, Peters, uh, Caledon, Cubs having yeah. uh, Clements as their catcher, who's got a plus four yeah. or five arm. He, he's a ba- he's a bad catcher. Yeah, and so, he's he's allowed the most stolen bases in this uh, league. Like the people have been just running at will. Yeah, not, uh, but not against, not against my team. You got yeah. Omar Marino got six SBs against him. Yeah, I got one <laughs> with, for the without, series. And he, yeah, Omar Marino got uh, six stolen bases with, without even getting a hit. Yeah, uh, that's a little bit uh, difficult to do, but he he managed to do it where he was stealing second and third uh, again, yeah. just that will because he took advantage. But it, I guess that's the the nuances of the super advance. And obviously, we've played basic. Obviously, we've played yeah. su- uh, we've played advanced, but super advanced. Like I I could not even fathom trying to play a season playing oh, super advanced with hard and dice. No, like it'll take uh, you forever I, to play a game. Yeah, it's the thing is, is like uh, with with how I constructed my team, I wanted to have good fielding and you yes. know, and a little a little uh, power and speed combination with my lineup. And when you start looking at the the uh, the super advanced fielding charts, they're completely different. Like I oh, would, I basically sure. went on constructing my lineup based on the basic um or like the the advanced uh 
fielding charts. Yes. But it's a different thing. And then you've got these rare plays that happen. Like I even yeah. showed you that game that happened on the weekend, I believe, where I won a game in the, in the, I think the bottom oh, of the ninth where Norm geez. Cash got a single and a three base error. Yeah. And to win one, nothing to win one, nothing in the, yeah. And it was like, Oh my God, I, I couldn't well, believe it. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if it was last night or the night. I think it might've been last night against you. Uh, I had a, a situation where I pesky hits a triple and I try to send him home. Right. I don't, why? I don't, you know, I, I just don't, I, I don't understand why. Now, yeah, he's a one to 14, two out, one to 16. I think whoever your fielder was, was a minus two. So it's one to 14, I guess. I mean, I might've done it maybe, but All right. you know, like he's on third base, like he's the third out. I don't, I don't understand. It's just some managerial stuff. It's like, I don't understand. Yeah. Some oh, curious, you know, curious you don't decision you, making. And the other thing that my pet peeve is you get a guy on base who's a base stealer with one out, but you don't steal him. The next guy comes up and gets out. Then you steal him for the third right. out of the inning. Why? Right. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah I, 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 that I don't understand. So uh, it, it you know. was funny after that, uh, Norm cash, uh, well, in, inside the park inside the park over, over. Yeah, I actually went to the super advanced charts to try to figure out how the hell that went, and I, to, I still can't f- figure it out because really? I I've seen like you know how they have the rare plays, yeah. But I I, I looked at all all the different combinations. I looked at um, so you checked who, it, who he hit it to, what the it, e rating it was, was on the guy. Uh, yeah, I was hit to Lariano. Uh, yeah. Uh, was Lariano or uh, no Alfonso uh, so Alfonso Soriano? That's who they hit it to. Who was playing left field, and so it was a single to him. And then he, I don't know, he kicked it, <laughs> kicked it into, <laughs> towards the fence or something. Yeah. And uh, and so oh, like really? all I saw was a finish, and I started laughing. And when I saw Kyle the next day, oh who, god, uh, who owns, <laughs> I just said, "Did you uh, did you see how you?" Uh, you lost that last game because I salvaged the one game in that series. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I told him, go and take a look. And so when he found out, he was like, oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> but again, it's, it's trying to make heads or tails out of that chart sometimes. You know, I <laughs> I commend anybody that's been playing uh, super advanced uh, yes. uh, for a long time and can, can make heads or tails out of it because I find it still a bit of a challenge to – figure out the, those readings and and you know look even in our our game our um was it the the first oh the first game we played where you uh, you came back to beat me yeah. i had the bases loaded no out yes and we, and we didn't i didn't score then Correct. after you took the lead you had the bases loaded with no Correct. out Correct. and you didn't score i know and <laughs> then you, you were telling me the other day where the uh, the bases were loaded and your team the manager decides to run a squeeze play. Squeeze play, yes. with, which with makes Mo, it absolutely with with Mo, with Mo Vaughn, Mo yeah. Vaughn, like yeah. stealing home. Are you kidding me? Right. You yeah. Know? So I, I'm still, you know, yeah. um, you know, I'd welcome anyone that has <laughs> uh, has played uh, this for a while to give us explanations because you know we're, we're newbies uh, to for this. Sure. So any comments uh, would be appreciated because yeah. yeah it's a little bit puzzling at times, but it's For been sure. enjoyable. Sure, sure. Follow us on Twitter uh, at Pod Straddlecast. Um, if you, you can find our Twitter handle 
uh, in here with in red circle with the with the podcast uh, posting that we have here. Uh, but yeah, we welcome any comments because we're newbies, uh, still trying to figure this part of the game out and just some of the, you know, and I guess some it's uh, you know. I think what I got to remember is not, it's, you know, at the end of the day, it's a computer algorithm making these decisions, right? Right. They're going on percentages, averages. You know, I've had some squeeze plays work out. That I thought there's no way I never would have done it. Thank God it worked out. But you know, it's, that's the only thing that sometimes makes me go, Hmm. Right. Yeah. Uh, and for every, certainly for me, for like, I've missed my fair share of home run one, the 14s, like Ted Williams has probably missed four or five of them. Um, and then I've got guys thrown out at the plate. That's a one to 17, one to eight. Like, you know, yeah. I've been involved in so many one run games that could have went the other way, like yeah. at least three of them or just, or stay in a game. Right. Um, I lost a game. I think not to you, but the, the night before, I think I lost five to one. It was two to one. I missed a home run one to 14. That would have tied up the game. Uh, All right. Um, next inning, a guy hits a two run home run and a home run one to four. Right. right. And I'm uh, now it's four to one instead of, that's it, right? The game's over. Yeah, so three to that's, two. that's the beauty right? of the game. It's frustrating yeah, it as hell sometimes, but uh, the other day I blew, I blew an 8-1 lead uh, late in the game and uh, it was just, it just yeah. my, my bowl plan imploded. And, just, uh, oh, yeah. I know. yeah, and then remember I won a game against Scotty, I think. I was yeah. down. I think Huge, I scored 13 yeah. runs in the last three innings to win 15-11, right. right? Which yeah. So, you know, yeah. Uh, and a lot of that stuff happens off the pitcher's card. That's it's just been my team has yet to find its stride on its own card. That's what's kind of frustrating for me. So, you know, and, and it's, it's frustrating having Ricky Henderson, who, you know, I have 1983 Ricky Henderson, who stole 108 bases, uh, you know, and he's in 36 games so far. He's stolen five bases for me. Right. So, right. Uh, that, you know, at 6.2 million, I can't. Yeah. He's you not know? even in the top 10. Like Tim Raines yeah. is leading with 33 stolen bases, yeah. which is obviously, yeah, that's, you would see a guy like that. And yeah. then well, Rory Will that, is yeah. number And that's two. what I want, right? Right. You know, it's not like, I, you know, his, his on base percentages, he's on is 322. He's walked 23 times. Like, it's not like he's not getting on base. Right. It's just, you know, if he's not going to get in scoring position, he's not helping me. Uh, you right. Know, I mean, he's $6.88 million. He's 6.2 to drop. So, it's uh, finding that I've been, ter- I've been terrible against righties too. So how I, did you find that? Like when you were doing your research, uh, like I know obviously you were doing the Boston Red Sox angle, and yeah. obviously you you widen your uh, pool of players by including like players that even if they played sure. one season or like like yeah, I didn't yeah. even know like I didn't yeah. even didn't even know that Ricky Henderson at one point was, uh, was a Bosock or, uh, or Correct. even, uh, uh, Carney Lansford, um, uh, you know, so yeah, yeah. Uh, He'd been before. You find, were you like trying to concentrate on, on hitting like, uh, like, cause I know certain guys, like I know Peter, for example, he tried to build on, he, he focused on, on base percentage. He really focused on yeah. that. He was not worried about fielding and it's, it's hurt him because I think he's yeah. got one of worst feeling teams i think it was a mix of both right certain positions boston weren't traditionally strong like third base they're like they just don't have anybody that's really and i had boggs in for 30 games uh he just wasn't you know he's third base too but he was like an e21 and he was making an error every two games that was costing me and he was batting 188 or something right so it's just like i can get you know if i'm gonna have someone bat at 188 
<laughs> you know, I might as well have someone who can feel this position. That's at, right. At that, at that point, right? So, um, uh, so yeah, so like the, the extra guys just trying to fill in, I, I kind of looked, yeah, I mean, um, on base percentage and uh, ideally someone who could feel this position. And there's guys I haven't picked up. Like I just, you know, if we do season two and I decide to go the Bow Sox route again, I probably have a different drafting strategy because I didn't do all this legwork ahead of time. Uh, right. of, of the extra guys, right? But like yeah. a guy like like John Olerud, would I take a chance on him from the Jays and he played for the Bosox but we you know, the from the Jays in '92 when he's you know he's nine million bucks, but basically he's like Ted Williams and doesn't get out. I might, right? right? Like, yeah, uh, you know, Carney Lansford, he was kind of a utility guy. I was you know who could play, and it was great against righties and at 1.5 million, or against lefties. So you know he's a power W, but gets on base. So right. I, I kind of picked that up. And um, so a couple of positions, I've kind of got the platoon going, right? A righty lefty platoon to make it affordable and they could feel their position. Um, you know, the big decision I have to make now is whether I keep Vaughn or not. Cause if I do, I have to really, I really do have to play him at first base. And I, uh, yeah. And he's a uh, liability there. Definitely. He is right. So, but yeah. you know, there's not a lot of guys at his price range that can potentially hit the amount of, you know, get the slugging percentage that he can get, even though he hasn't no. found a stride yet. Right. And that's me limiting myself, um, you know, and then, but I can't really go out and get another, like, I'm not going to go out, you know, and get a guy like I've been thinking about a guy like JD Martinez, right. He's $6.7 million, but he's a left field and right field four. Like I can't, and to just put him at DH, uh, you know, without having him being able to field at something, it's just, it's really hard to, I, I just don't have them the the cap space now because what i've of what i've done to myself right if i had you know another three million in cap i'd be okay but i went crazy <laughs> getting pissed off at ortiz and <laughs> and bogs and that early on that um, yeah you, you were know, like a drunken sailor there oh, so mad making right moves. and it so i lost laughable. all that I, I lost all that salary and then i had to drop some guys because they're you know like sean barry for example a guy that could play uh, against a third base and was with the Expos, played with, uh, played one at bat, one game with Boston, actually, had four at bats. Great, can just mash the ball against lefties, but I had to put him at third base, third base three, E26. Just, <laughs> it's an error fest, yeah. right? Like, yeah. It just, and, and it really, like that E rating just costs, it just costs, you know, so many games. It, well, it just, you know, and, and I know what else for you we, too. One thing that uh, we even uh, fell, failed to mention was, the the air or sorry not the air but the injury situation oh, like God. let me i just, forgot about that you got decimated <laughs> i'm just pulling it up right now well it just shows only the players that you have in the lineup so yeah. it shows that you've had 11 total days of uh, no. injury but that was no. that's of only current players right now yeah so i had a guy so pitching wise like i picked up a guy so uh glaze I remember his first name, Randy, Randy Glaze, not Randy Glaze. That's the guy that we grew up with. <laughs> Leonard Glaze's brother. Um, but so I have, he's a reliever, came in and faced one batter, Ralph Glaze, got injured 15 games right off the hop, right? right. Ted Williams, I had Ted Williams injured for 15 games. Now I've realized you could, since I owned him, I could drop him and trade right. for another Ted Williams and then he could start playing again. Right. Right. But, you know, I probably lost six or seven games before I realized that. Right. So right. I, I think at one point I was like in the first 40 games, I'd lost 45, 50, 60 man games to, 
Right. Injury? Yeah. You, you got, right. You were it devastated with real. the injuries. Yeah. So that's was, the other thing is for trying to find that injury factor. That, that green number is really important, right? Like I picked up yeah. Ken Williams from 1946. Why? Cause he can't get injured. He's, right. he's an injury of zero. So, right. right. And some of my key big guys, I'm trying to make sure that they're, you know, the worst they can get injured for is three games. So, uh, you know, you don't have to go out and have somebody, because I just don't have the luxury of having someone as a, as a backup that can, <laughs> you know, uh, I was at a point where I was having Johnny Pesky as my backup DH a couple, you know, two weeks ago. He's terrible. All right. Like, you know, um, so it's been interesting for sure. It's been interesting. And um, I just, I, you've tried to teach me a little bit of patience and I'm trying to be patient. <laughs> and, um, you know, after, like I said, after tomorrow night's you know, deadline, when it goes to 20%, I got to make a couple of moves before that because I'm going to kind of be stuck with that lineup for the rest of the season for the most part. Yeah. Right. Unless you're close. Um, but even then, you know, the only card Trump card I really have left to drop would be a guy like Dutch Leonard, who I don't want to, I mean, he's uh, you know, he leads the, like my team leads the league and whip it's, it's third in ERA. It's not terrible. And that's all starters. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, I got, he's like, like uh, Babe Ruth's got a 193 RA and whip of one. Leonard two twenty six point two. Yeah, Leonard Leonard right? is uh, he's uh, third in the ERA, but he's I think he's got nine yeah. losses already. Yeah, this right. Oh, well, I think I went through a stretch where he lost four games in a row, two one two one one nothing one nothing. Yeah, no run support right? whatsoever. What are you supposed to do? So yeah, it's interesting. Well, it's and meanwhile. Good, Meanwhile, there's been some pitchers that are getting five, oh. five and a half runs of uh, run support. Well, yeah, I think I, dro- I dropped George Winter at some point, but he was four and two. And I went to see, where is he? I guess, oh, here he is. Uh, Winter. Yeah, four and two, right? He had, a, he had a 444 ERA and a 1.5 whip. Yeah. And he's four and two. That's not good. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. And meanwhile, um, you've got. Uh, Hard luck, uh, Dutch. Uh, oh yeah, Dutch Leonard. That's just couldn't get in. Uh, couldn't buy any uh, run support. Well, yeah, so. and he's he's given up eighteen home runs, right? So far, uh, in uh, it doesn't tell us how many home runs he gave up uh, in in his actual nineteen fourteen season. Oh, he's nineteen and five and <laughs> in thirty six games. He's seven and nine now. All um, right. Uh, he's giving up less hits earned runs he gave up 24 run, earned runs in the dead ball era in 36 games think about that that's crazy wow. right yeah that's just crazy so um but uh and he had an era of 0.96 but his whip is about the same so that's kind of the indicator i think most more so than era so he's the only guy i can really shed and i'm gonna lose you know 1.2 million when i do it or more than that 2.4 million if I do it, I'm not right. anybody out there really to pick up. Um, yeah. I've already actually uh, made some moves uh, as we approach uh, that uh, 20% uh, penalty making five moves already uh, out goes uh, Goldschmidt and uh, Buck Martinez, Frank White, Ray Fossey and uh, Danny Espinosa and uh, got oh. and- Andres Galarraga in there. I got uh, nice. That's what I pick up. Chase Utley, uh, Muddy Rule. Uh, Muddy Rule, yeah, Muddy Rule, you bugger. He was yeah. one of my guys. I was, yeah. I was thinking about picking yeah. him up. He, he looked uh, solid on base he's machine. Good. No, no power, but uh, and yeah. he's got a, he's good behind the plate. And, Very uh, good, and yeah. 
Ghost, Ghost Marcel. Marcel. Yep, yeah, that's the other guy. So, so yeah, and it, I think it's been an education for uh, for other uh, participants uh, because they're more like more with uh, in tune to the uh, modern baseball. So I think the fact that they had to kind of do a bit more research on some of these guys and and uh, you know uh, yeah. not just kind of depend on the modern day uh, baseball. I think it was an educational thing for them. So to that, they had to kind of, mm. you know, go and uh, search for, uh, for some players that, uh, yeah. yeah, like getting pitchers from the de- dead ball era. So, yeah. And I think it's a great thing. Certainly, obviously the, you know, if you can download the, the, the Excel spreadsheet and just, you can just organize by whatever, right. On base right. Uh, fielding, whatever. But yeah, I, I certainly have found my, like, Every day I'm spending an inordinate amount of time looking at my lineup. It's it's not good. So I can't be in any more than one fantasy league. Even my wife was saying to me yesterday, she's like, you still at that? Yeah. And I, you know, and last night when you beat me two games to one, I was apoplectic at the home run ones to four. And then I'm like, okay, I'm doing this for sure. And I basically gassed like five guys. And then cooler heads were failed this morning. So it's so funny of- because I think I received a text. Mind <laughs> you, I was fast asleep. Yes. Uh, it, the, I think it was just before one o'clock. Yes. And then I, I woke up, I'm trying to think if I woke up in the middle of the night <laughs> and I went and looked at my phone and I usually always like to kind of watch the games without looking at the scores. I've set it up so that. Oh, it's, sorry, sorry. So, so no, it's okay. And I, I them <laughs> and I saw that you beat me two out of three games. <laughs> <laughs> that I had won two out of the three games. So, so I, I laughed and then, then yeah. I said, okay, well, that's just, the games are spoiled, but I'll, I'll watch them anyways and I'll see what happens and I'll see which two games I won. So I was actually thinking the first game was the one I was going to win and, and you ended up coming back. To win yeah, that yeah. That was the second and the third one. Oh, so, yeah. Yeah. It was, it was painful. Well, it was fun. It's fun. And, and I just got to kind of remember that it's for fun. But yeah, yeah. I, can, I I mean, honestly, Paulo, I mean, and like you said, you've played a lot of fantasy, so you get this. I don't know how, like how a, a major league general manager can be patient with his team. Oh my God. <laughs> like, you know, I just, you know, if you're, if you're in a tailspin, oh, it's gotta be so hard. Right. Yeah. And, that's, and that's real life and real guys, right. Real right. beings, not just, you know, stats on a page and right. uh, dice rolls, but like, ah. Uh, I just keep but hoping it, that the game will come back to me. You know, it'll be even Steven in a bit that I'll win a couple that I've lost, you know, the old right. crash, the old crash Davis, just one more Texas leaguer, just one more, you know, the difference between hitting 250 and 300 is that's right. Not that much. Right. So that's right. Anyway, so we'll keep yeah. at it. And that's the latest and greatest from us. Uh, here at the Stratocast, as we keep merrily rolling along, next uh, podcast we'll update you, everyone on ATG progress. And Paulo is well into season two of his uh, 80s yep, Super Series. Final four. Dive down to oh. Final Four, and I am slowly but surely clawing my way through the Ultimate Stratomatic Baseball Championship. Not as fast as I want to. I got a little bit too caught up in this fantasy league stuff, but starting to. Starting to play a few more uh, of the basic dice game. The 1950 Yankees have, uh, have emerged from nowhere to uh, kind of take a stranglehold on Group B as they've won some exciting games. And the number nine seed, the 1954 New York Giants, are out. And that team on paper is stacked and just cannot score runs. So 
me not scoring runs, I don't feel so bad. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, that's it from the Stratocast. I'm Sterling and he's... I'm Paulo. Take care, everybody. Difference between hitting 250 and 300 is? It's 25 hits. 25 hits and 500 at bats is 50 points, okay? There's six months in a season. That's about 25 weeks. That means if you get just one extra flare a week, just one, a gork, you get a, a ground ball, you get a, you get a ground ball with eyes, you get a dying quail, just one more dying quail a week, and you're in Yankee Stadium. That's it for this episode of the Stratocast. Thanks to Connor Ivany for the Stratocast theme song and to Greg Ivany and Bree Lewis for the podcast artwork. Until next time, this is Sterling Ivany on behalf of my co-host Paulo Mello signing off from the Stratocast.